Welcome back to the Cult House Podcast. I'm your host, the scholar of spite and the Saturday Night Delight, Roger Riddell. Joining me today, he is a comic artist whose work includes Spider-Punk, New Mutants, Star Wars Revelations, and the upcoming Spider-Man 2099 Dark Genesis, Justin Mason. How are you doing today, Justin? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, no, I know we were, uh, before I hit record, we were just talking about how, like, We've been trying to do this for a month now and we both kept getting sick and like we're yeah. both still kind of coughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been bad, man. I don't know what's going around. <laughs> yeah. No, I was uh, I was just thinking like you were telling me about your whole like uh, back and forth with your doctor. Uh, and like I had this thing right before COVID happened, uh, I think starting in like fall 2019. I went to a conference uh, for like my main job and uh, I came back from it and got like some kind of like respiratory infection that wouldn't go away for like four months. And I went to the doctor like three or four times and they just kept saying, yeah, it's a, it's a viral infection. You just have to wait it out. You got to wait it out. I'm like, yo, I'm coughing up stuff. that's like bright yellow and green. I think it's bacterial. Give me antibiotics. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, like that's what my doctor did though. They, they're just like it's nothing, you know. I'm like, okay. Right. And then I finally got someone to give me antibiotics, and it went away in like a week or two. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crap. But yeah, it's been a while since I've seen you. Like I think, um, probably at least like four years, right? Oh yeah, man. I mean, let's see. I think it was at New York. Yeah, yeah, because I was like before, uh, before we did this earlier, I was um trying to look through my stuff because I've got like a Venom sketch that you did for me in like 2016, yeah. uh, before I... you'd even like broken in. Oh yeah, I think that might have been it, man. That might have been last time. Let me turn this light off real quick. I feel like it might be watching. I said, all right, uh, but yeah, man, I think that might be the last time. Um, I'm want to say was that 2016. Was yeah, I think so. Last year, so it was like right at 2017. Yeah, yeah I mean because, we were... <laughs> well, I mean, like you said, that was right before I broke in, and uh, that was the year I that actually that con was when I got my first interview with Marvel. So I've been seriously trying since then to break into <laughs> them, you know. So it's been a while. Yeah, who did you uh who did you have to interview with there? Was it uh CB? No, no, I never interviewed with him. It was Ricky, Ricky Purden. Um, I actually never had met CB until this past New York Comic Con. You know, they uh they invited me to like a little little shindig. I guess like sorry, that's my daughter. You can hear that. But they invited me to like shindig before like the Marvel party, and uh, CB was there just hanging out with a bunch of bunch of people and i'm like man you know like to see him see a bunch of these people it was crazy yeah it's like that uh that whole kind of like sinking in that oh 
I made it. Yeah. Like, doing the thing I wanted to do. Yeah, it, it, it did sink in. But even now, it was like after Spider-Punk, you know, I thought this whole time I would be like, oh, I made it. I'm in. But it's like, like Jay always said, he's like, you know, you're in, but then you have to stay in. So it's like you have to literally just keep fighting and scratching at the door to stay in there. It's, so that's what I feel like now. It's like I'm just trying. I'm asking them, hey, guys, you know, got anything else? Can, you know, I'm right here. Just throw something else at me. So yeah, I've been lucky enough that they throw me great stuff. But, you know, it ain't been I don't have no ongoings yet. And that's just what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like every every kind of creative profession where you're like, <laughs> doing art or like writing or anything like that you're only ever i guess as valuable as like your last project was so you always have to yeah hustling you know yeah yeah and i think i got lucky because spider punk being you know the character he is like he has i didn't realize at the time but i guess he's just got such a great following that i just kind of rode that wave yeah you know, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm nobody, but thankfully my name was attached and, you know, and luckily it was a great project, you know, to work on. So I think I just kind of, yeah, you know, and that's led me into 299, luckily. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's back up a little bit. Cause like, I know when I first met you, uh, we were all, <laughs> it was me, you, uh, Jay, um, uh, Trisha and, uh, Sean, we were all just yeah. like crammed in this hotel in New York <laughs> and like you were trying to break in. I was up there. Um, it was my first New York comic con that I'd gone to. And like, um, I was covering it for, for my friend's website, monkeys fighting robots. <laughs> so like how initially did you end up meeting Jay and like kind of being taken under his wing and, um, you know, kind of, getting that guidance to break into the industry uh well with jay he goes back even farther i think maybe <clears throat> i want to say 20 what about 2013 uh he you know he was at a lexington comic con and uh i didn't know who he was at the time but it was right before the con was going to happen and i talked to a buddy and i was like man i want to go you know i really want to do comics this and that and he just got on the website and he started just going through the list of the creators and he's like dude this dude's from lexington it says and i'm like really but well louisville and uh you know and, and and i think i just was like i'm just i'm just gonna find him on facebook and just write him you know just because i'm like <laughs> i'm not far away he should kind of get who i am you know and uh that's what i did i just cold messaged him you know and explaining my situation and luckily he understood and you know we met up and that's really what led to me and him um but yeah I mean it was just a lot of years of me not really doing anything you know that, like after that it was maybe three four years he would just be like you know yeah man just keep drawing samples and send them in and I wasn't you know I was like yeah I didn't have no drive to do it I would try and, you know, nothing would, I don't know. It's like, it really separates, you know, it's like, you know, you got all these people. It's like, I want to draw comics, but then you got people. It's like, they draw comics. So it's like, the only way you're going to draw comics is if you draw comics. So 
<laughs> so finally, though, it got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm done working these like crap jobs and these factories. And I'm like, I'm just going to try it. And then luckily it was there. And then it was actually, it was like at Lexington Comic Con, I had stuff to show him. And he was like, do you just want to come to C2E2? And I went to that one. I don't know if you weren't, I don't know if I met you there. I think it was New York when I met you, but yeah, but it was yeah. just, it was that following October was in New York. So it was the second time, you know, we'd hung out. Yeah, no, like I, um, I think I met Jay like a year before you did because I had profiled him for Louisville magazine and oh, like, yeah. <laughs> he's just like such a nice dude that we ended up being friends. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like the chillest dude ever <laughs> oh yeah he is i mean seriously that's why i'm really lucky too to met him i mean i feel like anybody else they wouldn't have given me the time of day kind of thing i mean he uh he told me i think i went up to uh can't remember what con i went with him with but uh jim chung is that how you pronounce his last name chung but uh i think so he i think so but anyways they were talking at like dinner, but Ryan Stegman went with him and he was like, do you want to go? He's talking to me. I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. And then Jay was like, it's like a hundred dollars just to sit at the table. So <laughs> at the time I was like, I had no money, you know, I was like, oh, shoot, I get that. I guess I'm getting McDonald's, man. Just let me know how it was. And, uh, he come back and he, I guess they were talking about me and I guess Jim Chung was like, why are you helping him out? And he's like, you know, just trying to give back. And he's like, but he's your competition. And Jay was like, he's not mine. He's yours. Because, you know, he's not an inker. He's not... <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's not an inker. He's a he's a penciler trying to be a penciler. He's like, he's your competition. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, man, Jay, you... yeah, he's like the best dude out there. I mean, he doesn't get no better than him, you know. Yeah, and, like, I, um... I guess around the time that that you know we both met him, he was transitioning from doing like uh, Uncanny X Men over to Iron Man, if I remember. Yeah, I think actually when I first around the first time I met him, yeah, he had a lot of Iron Man pages. Uh, from was it Greg Land? He was inking at the time. Yeah, 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 and they were doing like the space them. armor. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because I was like, man, that's. You know, I was still new, so I was like, "Man, this is crazy how it is. Like, you're how you're doing this." Yeah, you know, it was, yeah, it was a crazy time. Yeah, like just um, like I've the whole time that I've known him, I've never been trying to like break in as an artist because that kind of goes back to what you've said, you know, a minute ago about like there's people who draw comics and people who aren't drawing comics, and it's like right. I know enough about myself, like even though I can draw, I know enough about myself from like a patience level standpoint that i don't have the patience to do like sequential <laughs> art <laughs> right right yeah and um yeah. It's, it kind of just like separates that whole thing oh man but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah but like i've learned There's so much a... about like that whole process just from him sharing uh pages right. that he's working on with me whenever i've like grabbed lunch with him when i'm in kentucky you know yeah it's always fun to be I guess on that side, just to see, you know, when you're not doing it, like when I wasn't and he would just show me, I felt like I was a part of it. I think that's what helped me too. Is Cause he's like, Hey, you know, you, you can look at these, you know, and I'm like, that's so awesome to see. <laughs> but yeah, man, you gotta have a lot of patience. Like 
it's crazy. You know, I don't, I don't realize it, but because I've done it for so long now, but there's so many people around me. It's like, how do you, they're like, I couldn't sit down for five minutes, you know? And, and, and trust me, I hate sitting for long periods of time. <laughs> like I gotta, I'll, I'll work for an hour and then I'm like, I gotta get up and do something. You know, <laughs> like I, it's too pretty outside to just waste inside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've, um, I've written like a short comic before, but like, I, I don't think I'd ever have the patience to actually draw it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I've always wondered, you know, cause I, I don't write, but I've never really, um, I don't know writers or how their schedules are and how, like how much time a script takes, you know, cause in my mind, okay, a book takes a month essentially because, you know, you get a page a day kind of thing if you want to take some breaks. But I've always wondered about scripts, you know, like the, and I know they write, you can write multiples in a month, you know, but I would say it just depends on the writer, like how fast you are and, you know, all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's probably the same across like both writers and artists, like how much you can do, like take yeah. on and, and like the amount of time that it takes just like varies so much from person to person and, right. and like workflow and habits and all that. Yeah. After you got that first interview with Ricky at Marvel in New York, like what was your path like from there to finally getting actual like comic work? <clears throat> well, I know you did some uh, Ninja Turtles covers and stuff too. And I think you've done like Vampirella, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I got the interview with him and I want to say I talked to him twice. I may be it. I don't know, but it was still years, you know, it's, it took just to get work with them. But in between them, it was like, I was trying other places. I, uh, I did like a Ninja Troll sketch on and posted on Twitter. And that's how IDW got up with me and let me do a cover for them, which was awesome. And, uh, I luckily, if I'm saying it was at New York, I met a writer, Tom Snagowski and, uh, Jay knew him pretty well, but he actually was one that got me on the vengeance of Vampirella and it was just a little, I think five page feel thing, you know, feeling. So it wasn't much, much, but it was just, it was something I was looking for anything anywhere, you know, and I, I hate even thinking back to that because they, they said that my work looked just like, like way too much anime and I was or manga. And I'm like, man, that's not at all what I was going for. You know, you know, I, um, I think that the whole like path of, of just like getting from one thing to the next is always interesting because it's like I've talked to Todd McFarlane a few times uh, for for my friend Matt's website, Monkeys Fighting Robots. And like, yeah, Todd had like, I, I think it was dozens, if not, you know, a hundred rejections from Marvel before they finally. Yeah. And I think from like DC too, because he was at DC doing like Batman and stuff like that before he jumped over to Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's weird you you brought him up because I had, just as a side note, I had a dream about him the other night <laughs> that he, uh, he finally, he, he finally brought me on to do a spawn cover and I was like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Have you but gotten man, to meet him yet? No, I've never met him. You know, I've, I've wanted to. I've I've come close. He was at New York when I was up there this past year, and uh, I seen that he was in Artist Alley and everything. I'm like, oh my god, I was like two rows away from this dude, you know. <laughs> but uh, but now I've not got to meet him. But it seems like here lately, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of people can just post their art of 
it's fallen and he's been bringing them on doing covers. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, man, I'm not saying that their level ain't top tier cover work, but I mean, he's bringing a lot of people on. And I'm like, man, I need to do that. Get some art out there. <laughs> yeah, I want to meet him so bad, man. Just work on, do a spawn cover or something. Yeah, no, he's he's another guy who like, um, <clears throat> I didn't expect him to be as nice as he is because of like really? how well known as he is. Like he's still super down to earth. Uh, and yeah. I didn't expect that when I met him, but like uh, one of the times that I interviewed him, I had like a little, I was just waiting for him to show up to the interview and I was just doing like a little spawn sketch in the corner of the page. And he looks oh, at dang. it when he sits down, he's like, oh, I just found my new spawn artist. And I'm like, I don't know about oh, that. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. That's awesome though. That is, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he, uh, Man, he, from what I've heard, he seems like he's definitely just a nice dude. I don't know. I somebody told me though that he's just very he's kind of out there at times. Like, but I, I you can kind of tell, man. He's just you got to think. I guess his mind's just he's doing so many different things, you know. I mean, and he's just he, you know, he's a smart dude. Like he knows how to play. He knows what he's doing. So, but yeah, he, I, I hope I made him one day. <laughs> Yeah, Do no, something I think that you, your mind has to kind of be out there to right, be successful yeah. at that level. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, to branch off in the places that he like to do toys and then still do comics and write. And, I mean, Lord, I I don't know how he does it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that like he probably looked at people who had that level of success when he was like where you're at now and was like, I don't know how that guy does it, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I've never thought of that it that way, but maybe <laughs> it seems like man, he just he he knew what he was wanting to do, you know, and he played he knew when to play the cards, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I actually just recently got his uh artist edition of Spider Man. The big you got the big book of it? Uh, oh no. Oh man, it's beautiful. Oh my god, just it's like oh enlarged off. Just is it the original uh, 316? Uh, let's see. This one. This one here. Like, I have his whole um, amazing run. Oh, yeah, the 316, yeah. Is this the 316? Okay. I wasn't sure. But, yeah, man, just... God almighty. It's yeah, because so I've got, good. like, the original, like, issue of that signed by him, and then I've got 300 signed by him, the first Venom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, I I would just love to have a copy of it myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, but yeah, this that that book though, it's just got it. You know, it's huge and it's got all the original inks and man, it's beautiful work. So good, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got the um, <laughs> you got the Vampirella mini series like after the uh, the handful of Ninja Turtles covers you did, right? Yeah. So yeah, like, what yeah. was it like going from like you went from that and then how did you get on Marvel's radar again <clears> after <throat> that? Uh, well, you know, like I would do sketches and commissions throughout this time, and I I would send them to Ricky, and uh, because like some of them pages, like especially for the Vampirella, I wasn't crazy about, and I knew I was like, this ain't gonna do nothing, but at least if I've seen him something. And uh, 
So I just stayed on it there, you know, like, honestly, man, it was like maybe twice a year I'd write them just to kind of touch base. And he probably didn't even remember who it was, but it's just like, hey, man, you know, here I am, here's some more stuff, you know. Uh, but it wasn't long after that is when, I'm trying to know how that come about, but DC wrote me. Actually, that that is uh, Tom, the dude from the Vampirella, was doing a little thing with DC, and he threw my name out there, and then they got in touch with me. And uh, so I did that. It was a little Christmas special, which was cool. But And I think I might have sent that to Ricky. So I'm, I'm just trying to stay on his radar as much as I can, but I, it's not as often as I should or an artist should because it literally should be samples nonstop. But it's like, you know, realistically, you just – if you're not getting paid, it's really hard to do it. So, you know, but I sent them and then um, I'm trying to remember the time. Oh, it was not long after that. Uh, I started the Rogues Gallery at Image with Declan Shalvey. And it was like as soon as we got started, Marvel hit me up and they offered me like a two or three issue uh, run on uh, – God, it's on to my tongue. Um, the Marauders. Yes, I believe it's them. <clears throat> they uh, and it was a uh, one shot of of uh, the Irish X Men Banshee. Yeah, yeah. So they were. It was like a three, two, three issue thing. Of him with Jordan White and the editor, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, they, they were being so nice and just trying to work around my schedule with Rogues and." It come down to like, I just couldn't do it. It was either do do them and leave rogues, or, you know, but um, so, you know, Declan was like, well, if you go over to Marvel, it's like you could do them two or three issues, and they're never gonna call you again for another at least five months, a year, who knows? And uh, so it's just like that chance, and then I had a a nice little run with Image, and I just didn't want to lose that and it sucked but i actually had to turn them down my first marvel work <clears throat> but uh <laughs> but yeah i mean and it was cool to say i guess you know yeah i turned marvel down you know <laughs> yeah but, but uh but yeah i think it was actually i finished up rogues you know it was like a year of doing that you know because we had to take some time to do other stuff i think but uh it's like a year later uh i sent Ricky, the first issue of Rogues and the fourth issue. And I swear it was like maybe two days later, he's like, Oh, we've got you something. Uh and he was like, You have to agree to it before before uh I can tell you what it is. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, I don't you know, it's working for Marvel, it's great, but it's like it could be something that just utterly is crap. You know? I'm like, I don't know. We're like, what if I'm not good at whatever this is they're going to offer me so i thought about it and then you know i was like you know this is this is my only shot so i gotta take it and then he come back and it was like all right we're gonna offer you spider punk for five issues so you know that that's how that's how that come about yeah yeah what was it like working on that book uh with cody ziggler as well because uh i know at the time they were <laughs> doing uh the um 
trying to remember what the Amazing Spider-Man arc was. It was like Beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was trying to remember yeah. if they called it Beyond or if I was misremembering <clears throat> that because last year, at the same time as that, they also had the uh, 60th anniversary thing, and they were calling that Beyond Amazing. Oh, really? so I yeah, get I, I get the 60th anniversary initiative and like that yeah. story arc itself mixed up now because they were both at the same time. Right, that is weird. That is weird. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, working with Cody, man. Oh my god, it was awesome. You know, uh, like I said earlier, like dude on Spider Punk, we. I guess it's not normal because it was we all meshed so well and we all just had such a great time on that book like we literally just like I look at them dudes like my brothers and I just, it was such a great time such a great experience and so many artists was like dude don't get used to that because that's not how it is yeah <laughs> and but you know I mean yeah man it, Cody's a coolest dude out there easiest dude to get along with I mean, I love his writing. I love his stories. I think he's the next thing, man. I think he's, you know, well, I mean, now he's writing Miles. I mean, you know, that he's he's going to be the next big thing, next big writer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that episode of uh, of She-Hulk that Cody did was probably my favorite <laughs> the whole season, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. And. I was, I had to just brag to my friends about that, you know, and, and then and in the last episode, he's in the episode like that was so cool, dude. Just yeah, <laughs> like, dude, you you have an appearance in the MCU, like that's pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, like his stuff. him writing a scene of Daredevil doing the Walk of Shame. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what's kind of cool is he essentially wrote, I guess daredevil's first appearance in the mcu too though like daredevil is not matt murdoch's but i was like man that's that's pretty cool you know like you you get to hold that up there but yeah man it, his hopes up it was great man i'm telling you he he man he's definitely going, he's going i'm not saying he ain't places but he's going even higher than what he is <laughs> yeah you know i um i've been reading his miles run now because i um i jumped onto miles when uh, Saladin started writing it on the last run and uh, I like what Cody did on amazing and you know some of the other stuff that I've that I've read from him and then that She-Hulk episode and yeah. I think he's also like written for Rick and Morty before too uh, so yeah, I was he... like all right this is gonna be like a good miles run so I'm just gonna stay on board <laughs> yeah yeah I think he just got done with Futurama too though the reboot um but yeah, I, I haven't even, I, I'm, I'm glad you reminded me because I need to, I got the first issue, but I haven't even read it. I'm just horrible at keeping up with things now. But yeah. um, I've got the second and third issue, like they should be coming any day uh, sent to me. But yeah, I'm going to try to keep up with it, keep up with that run just to support too. I mean, but I mean, I've heard it's great so far from whatever, you know, the reviews and everything. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like on Spider-Punk also just getting to, um, kind of define what alternate universe versions of a lot of well-known characters uh look like that was fun you know i mean it, um it was a little bit of a challenge because you know in my mind like with craven or or uh ironheart uh you know it's like i was leaning more towards who they are in the 616 you know and 
it's like that's what like craving you know i'm thinking of just the fur some you know kind of stuff and that's actually what i did at first but just add some spikes on you know kind of thing and um danny my editor was like let's just push it as far as we can a little bit you know just you know without losing them but let's just push it away let's just forget about that so you know luckily uh i nailed it down on them but that was just a fun thing, man. Just just to be able to say that I created some characters in, you know, one three eight. You know that that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, the uh, I'm trying to think. I think our favorite, all of ours, was uh, Matea, uh, Daredevil. Like I don't know something about that. You know her drumming and you know just making the sound like that was that was pretty cool. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now that uh, Spider Punk's gonna be in the next Spider Verse movie, uh, do you feel like, and you know, you know how they do like those, um, the flashback vignettes, like explaining each of the characters in the first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how are you gonna feel if they do one of those for Spider Punk, and like one of the characters from that universe that you helped design has like a cameo in that? You know, I don't, I don't know if they will, <laughs> but I mean, if if somebody. You know, if somebody did, that would just be the coolest thing. You know, like that would be like how we were talking about earlier. I think then I'd be like, okay, I kind of made it now. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, that would be really cool. I, I am curious on what they're going to do with his, though. Like how much are they going to change a lot? You know, what's the, you know, what, what would, you know, because I've wondered, you know, are they going to, you know, because they pushed the movie back, obviously. And is it like, well, are they going to look at what we done and maybe kind of, you know, change the thing? I don't know, but it would be interesting. And if they did, it'd be my job be on the floor in the theater and I'll probably scream or something. And like, Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's supposed to be some kind of crazy amount of uh, different animation styles in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've um, <clears throat> I talked to an artist that uh, he said he was a consultant on the film. and. He's seen this was even before they even had any leaks or even announced that he was going to be on it. But he's seen some of the animations of his, and he said it was like um, <clears throat> I don't I, I didn't really understand what he meant, but he said it was like old Xerox style something. I don't know. He just said the way the punk they got that. He said it was perfect. So I'm just going to trust him. I'm like, okay, man. You know, you say so. <laughs> but i'm sure yeah. they'd know that you know i'm sure that it's gonna be crazy awesome yeah i think i i kind of uh understand what what he's talking about where it's like the old um like things are clipped out and then like put on a copy machine and then all together like that's the final art i guess yeah that would make sense then you know seeing that because that's really you know like imagine i guess like on our first issue of spider punk the uh, the way it cover was it looked like it had clipped art uh you know stuff just mashed up on the wall so yeah it's something like that. It, i i can't wait man i can't wait yeah. to see it. I, I know it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah it's like the old uh like punk show like flyer collages and yeah yeah exactly lettering yeah. and stuff yeah exactly that's yeah yeah um on the whole ransom note thing is whenever yeah. i did the designs on the characters like i even went up up and beyond on it a little bit because you know most of the time when you do designs i'm just going to write down okay this is this character name 
you know, and then just sketch them above it kind of thing. But no, like I even went on Google and found the the a file of like all the letters and would literally copy and paste each letter <laughs> and write their name out. Dude. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was really cool. It was really cool. And I think it might be in the uh, the trade of Spider Punk. I'm hoping it will be. If so, it'd be pretty cool. You know, to see how I clipped it out. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's always been one of my favorite things in trades and like omnibuses and stuff is you flip to the back and you've got like all yeah. of those bonus materials and sometimes you get to see the uh, those design sheets. And oh, uh, yeah. my favorite one of all time, and I've said this on like a few other episodes with uh, I think with like Jay and with like Tim Seeley is that um, there's an uncanny X-Men omnibus from right around the time that Nightcrawler debuted. And there's a note on the Nightcrawler like design sheet that says to make sure that you don't draw the tail coming out from between his legs or John Romita Sr. will have an ulcer. (laughs) 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 He still got the comics code back then too. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So it always has to be drawn coming from the side. You can't show it like coming down behind coming him down. from his crotch yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool I, I didn't i never knew that or i never had heard that but that's that's interesting yeah uh crap <laughs> so while we're on the the topic of spider-man movies who do you think is the worst film spider-man and why is it toby Maguire? oh god i knew you, gonna... <laughs> I knew you were dude. <laughs> it's funny you say it though i uh Oh god! Not dropping everything out here. I actually just ordered the the film poster. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and also a little cool thing. May third when it dropped, and May third is actually when twenty nine nine comes out oh, first nice. issue. Yeah. So I'm like, hey man, there's something about that. Right <laughs> yeah. No, I actually. So like, I don't. As much as I've like trolled you in the past, acting like I don't like the Tobey <laughs> Maguire movies, there are things about all the Spider-Man movies that I like, and um, <clears throat> I think like, well, I mean, we could sit here for hours just like going back and yeah. forth about about that, probably. But um, I think a lot of the stuff that I don't like about those movies has more to do with just the way that superhero movies were approached at the time more than it does the movie itself yeah um because like i think at that time people overthought things like um some of the costuming and stuff so like the green goblin costume in the first one i always thought that one was a little bit overdone where he just kind of looked power rangery but yeah you get to the third one and the harry osborne goblin where he just looks like a sky surfing paintball ninja like that it was just yeah. always kind of goofy <laughs> yeah yeah like definitely had like paintball goggles and crap. <laughs> but yeah like that that is and i've seen and i'm it's all over the internet like the um uh, the supposed like the animatronic face they were gonna do with the, the green goblin yeah like you seen that um that looked you cool could, you could unlock that costume uh on the um <laughs> the movie video game on like ps2 so they had where after you i forget what it was that you had to do to unlock this but you could unlock the uh a version of the concept art for the spider-man suit for that movie because originally they were going to do like a black and red one that kind of looked a lot like the superior spider-man costume 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the original concept art for the goblin in that movie had a much less mechanical looking face. And there was kind of like a cloak over it, but it still kind of had the body armor. Yeah. And kind of like this kind of feels like it would have uh, been a little bit cooler, but I think people were oh. afraid to be too comic booky in a comic book movie at the time. And sometimes it came off a little bit goofier as a result. I get, yeah. Well, I mean, and I guess it almost could, you think about X-Men too back then, like they didn't give them their costumes. They just all gave them jumpsuits, black jumpsuit and, like that's fine and all but that's all i've wanted to see in an x-men movie you know for instance it's like i want to see the it's a comic book movie i want to see what how you portray their you know their cartoon yeah. comic outfits you know and then for a while um, after I mean, that in the comics they had like uh the black leather costumes to try to really? kind of match things up yeah there's, uh, uh, didn't they have a time and uh new x-men it's kind oh. of like a mashup of a traditional X-Men costume and like the black leather jumpsuit thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What what um I don't know I've heard, but like with uh Wolverine's, you know, little deal, it's like I've heard supposedly it's like they didn't like that. It would just look weird on his face kind of thing. But I heard rumors that he Hugh Jackman is supposed to actually wear it in the Deadpool three movie. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. I, it'd be interesting to see how they do the Wolverine stuff, if it is, you know. Yeah, because I think I've kind of seen like a mock-up of it. I mean, they went all in with the with the yellow floaty chair for uh, Professor X and Doctor Strange. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that was pretty cool to see that. And it was funny, though, to, they actually played the little uh, the, the intro music when you, when you showed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, there's like that little flourish of the X-Men theme. <laughs> i was like oh my god they really are pushing it right here <laughs> so the thing that always bothered me about like those first few x-men movies was that uh in the second movie when nightcrawler and mystique meet there's like this weird shot of them staring like longingly into each other's eyes i'm kind of like that's like a mother and her son i don't know if you got <laughs> that memo or not but this is weird <laughs> honestly man it's been so long since i've seen that movie I can't even remember that, but I kind of want to go back and watch it now just to see. Yeah, I'm serious. Like I haven't seen that in years, probably. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I, I can't even watch like the third part or uh, what's the other one? I don't know. There's a couple of them I just don't like. Oh, like uh, Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh my god, Dark. I tried. I watched Dark Phoenix just to say I seen it, but. I feel like they went downhill after so long. So when I saw Dark Phoenix in the theater, there were some little <laughs> kids in the row behind me. And uh, right after the movie ended, this little girl just like, why did they copy Captain Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Crap. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know about them. The movies. I mean, I don't I, I'm curious how they're going to how they're going to work with them in the MCU, you know? Yeah, I mean they've the kind of already world. started like planting the seeds though with like yeah. the Morb still being a mutant and then uh, yeah, and then Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel is that he said yeah. you got like a mutation or something. Yeah, there's like another thing too where um I think it was in isn't She Hulk 
there's like a thing in the in the background in one of those episodes like you have to look really oh, close to see it yeah it's about like a dude with claws <laughs> like slicing someone in mad report yeah. or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and then mad report's in uh the uh um falcon and winter soldier oh yeah yeah they go to mad report it's been so long since i've seen i forgot about that falcon winter soldier crap been a while back but yeah yeah, I mean, it is cool. You know, they're definitely sprinkling them in. I'm, I'm excited to see what they, what they do with them. For sure. Yeah. Who, who would your, uh, who would your Wolverine be if you, if it wasn't Hugh Jackman? You ever had, you ever had an idea of, you know, who would be the perfect to portray him? I think that particularly who they get doesn't matter as long as it's someone who's actually like five foot five and has a Canadian <laughs> accent. <laughs> yeah. It's one of Wolverine that ends like half of his sentences with a <laughs> and says a right. instead of about. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want like, I want short <laughs> Canadian Wolverine. That's all I want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I've, uh, there was, um, I don't remember his name. Aaron Egerton, I believe is the actor's name. Yeah. I heard some people say that uh, there was rumors him portraying him, and I think he's a shorter dude, real not you know good little stocky dude. But I've always thought he'd be good. And then I don't know if you heard of um, the Harry Potter dude, rumors of him playing him. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I don't know about that. <laughs> he might be a good actor. But I don't know about that. I just couldn't see him, you know, because when I see him, I'm like, oh, he's Harry Potter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know he did an action movie a few years ago, and I I can't remember what it was called now. But um, you, are you talking? Is it the um, um two gun thing? Yeah, I ain't seen it. I, I I'm I actually been wanting to see that. My buddy said he he really liked it. Was it good? Um, I've only seen clips of it. I haven't uh, I haven't seen it like all the way yet. But I feel like he's tried to do some stuff like that here and there to distance right. himself from like the this, Harry Potter yeah. image. And I get it, you know, but it's like, man, I feel like he's just, it, the image is too strong. Yeah. Like it's it's just there. <laughs> well, I was, uh, yeah. I was actually having a similar conversation with someone the other day about um, the best, like, wrestlers turned actors. And it's like, as much as I like The Rock, yeah, never watch a movie that he's in without seeing him as The Rock. But Dave right. Batista, I'd, he's, like, in all these different kinds of movies, and he's, like, gone out of his way to do so many, like, different kinds of of roles that yeah. I don't think about him as Dave Batista in movies, but I think of the rock as the rock in every role. Like it's always that character as the rock. Right. Yeah. I get that, you know, and I think I just watched the, um, uh, uh glass onion just a while back. Yeah. And it's like when I see him in movies, yeah, I don't think of like Batista as a wrestler. Like I think he's just kind of gotten, I don't know if it was maybe, because I, I didn't watch wrestling as much, but The Rock was just such a big image. Yeah. Maybe it's it's like that. But yeah, it's like when I see Batista, I'm like, I feel like he's definitely growing. And I, uh, I'd like to see that new movie with him, the uh, Knock at the Cabin or Knock at the Woods or something. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it seems like he's he's branched out. And I don't know. I don't, I don't get that from him. You know, but like you're saying, I do get that with The Rock. It's like every movie, it's like, that's The Rock, you know? Yeah, well, it's like the, the Rock also looks the same and like acts the same in every movie. 
Yeah, like there's not really much range there. Yeah. Like um in Black Adam, for example, like if he had had them do like the Black Adam hair on his head. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I I might have like yeah been able to distance myself from thinking about it being the rock but like yeah yeah i just feel like he's and like i i like the rock but like i still just always think of him as the rock and everything that <laughs> i see him in. i guess it's one of the things man I, I don't know if he'll ever be able to push past that you know i mean i think i don't know i don't know if i made this up or what or making this up but i i read something that He's supposed to be. Where is it? Did I make? He's supposed to be coming back in a reboot of the Mummy or something. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know. So, I don't know, but I was like, man, is he gonna be playing the the king dude that he yeah, played the in the Scorpion last king? one? Yeah, the king, <laughs> Scorpion King. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because he they gave him hair in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, the long, long ponytail. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back that's back when he still kind of had hair in real life too yeah 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 but they should have definitely gave him hair for the black adam movie like yeah. i mean come on spray it on or something or cgi <laughs> and, you know, i mean you know you, they can do it <laughs> yeah i mean they could have uh they could have like glued a, a hollywood wig on there yeah yeah the, in black adam i don't know i'm not really familiar with him but he does have pointy ears right um i can't remember i'm not I'm not yeah. a, I'm not really familiar with him, so I don't know, but I could have sworn in the comics he had pointy ears, but I don't know if they if he had pointy ears in the movie. Yeah. I, I mean I think Black Adam in comics also looks similar to Namor in comics. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know Namor has pointy ears. Yeah. But they yeah, both kind of have like that chiseled face and the slick black mm -hmm. hair. Yeah. Yeah, I never even thought about that, but yeah, they definitely their faces definitely could be the same, you know. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Black Panther, Wakanda, what, whatever Wakanda it's Forever, yeah, Wakanda Forever, yeah. I haven't seen it. I just actually started the other night, but got like ten minutes in. I'm like, dude, it's three hour movie. I ain't, I ain't got the time. I was too tired. So yeah, oh, they did the more perfect in that movie. <laughs> did they? Did they? Yeah. Okay, well that's good. Like he's uh, yeah, he's I'm... pretty comic accurate, and like they nailed the personality and. uh they tweaked some of his backstory a little bit so that it would make sense, but the way that they did it, I liked a lot. Okay, well, yeah. I was pretty excited to see how they do, how they, you know, portrayed him. And my wife, you know, she's not really big into the movies <clears throat> other than Spider-Man movies, but she, uh, she's pretty pumped for the Ant-Man movie. Yeah. In February, like, or it is February, but yeah, she's like, we're going to watch that. I'm like, I mean, if we can, yeah, I'm gonna try to. <laughs> I got time, <laughs> but it looks pretty good. Yeah, you know that's um that's kind of the with them introducing like X Men and Fantastic Four, uh, yeah, into the MCU. Like, I keep thinking that the way that it would make the most sense would be if there's like some kind of explanation that Kang or one of his other like identities because. There's like Kang and then Immortus, which yeah. I think essentially he who remains was kind of supposed to be Immortus. And then like I don't know if they're gonna get into the weirdness of him also having uh Ramatut, the version of him that went back to ancient Egypt and became a pharaoh. <laughs> oh wow, see I didn't yeah. know that. 
Because Ramatut, right. I think, debuts in the Fantastic Four comics before Kang ever does. But they're the same dude, but oh. they're from different timelines. And then Ramatut's timeline, Nathaniel Richards goes back to Egypt and makes himself a pharaoh. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Huh. Um, yeah, that'd but, be pretty uh, cool. Yeah, like I think that the way that they the 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 way that would make the most sense in my mind for them to introduce the Fantastic Four and the X-Men at this point is to just be like one of these versions of Kang basically like manipulated the time stream so that in this one timeline that he was trying to make like the singular timeline or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, based on what happened in the Loki series is that he arranged it so that the Fantastic Four and the X-Men either didn't exist in that timeline or were like banished to some like weird place like the quantum realm or the negative yeah. zone or something because they had like the Fantastic Four had time travel <laughs> figured out. So they were a threat to him doing that. And then there are mutants who have like time manipulation abilities. Right, and so right, like right, right. either preventing them from showing up in the timeline or um exiling them to a different like microverse or universe or whatever would essentially like make sense and so then once they get around to like secret wars happening they can do yeah. that whole thing from like secret wars 2015 in the comics where it's just like oh yeah now that this whole thing's resolved like a handful of these universes are just getting smushed together and everything that happened before happened but it happened in different ways and oh, this character's uh, still alive, but they look different now because we <laughs> recast them. But you're going to pretend that we didn't recast them yeah. and that they were just here all along and didn't die. <laughs> and that's just I, like I a soft hope. reboot. I mean, but honestly, that 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 seems like the best way they they should go about it. You know? I yeah. Mean, I never even thought about that though. You know, like because that that would make sense if they did something with Fantastic Four, them having time. You know, that definitely. That would be something I'd be like, okay, I can, I can, I can go with that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like the Dr. Strange too was kind of like a soft test for that too, as far as like how much they could get audiences to buy a soft reboot where yeah. the same event happened, but it happened in a different way because there were other characters who were still there. It's like right. the um, uh, infinity war, but like fantastic four and professor X and black bolt were like clearly there. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it seemed like, you know, they definitely had it. They, they, I don't know. Seems like they've got it all lined out. They know what they're doing. But I, I'm excited though to see. And I hope they do touch base with something in in the Ant Man because uh, I've heard rumors of the Fantastic Four movie supposed to be taking place in the '60s. Mm -hmm. So it almost it almost sounds like that would make sense too because it's like well. This was before everything. And if they did have, you know, if that was something they did where it's like they have time travel and he's like, got rid of them. That was before anything, you know, this this MCU era kind of thing. So I don't know. It, it'd be fun if they did like that. So um, I don't know how much you can talk about uh, Spider-Man 2099. Um, but uh, how did you end up getting onto that project after uh, Spider-Punk? Because I know, that, uh, like at some point between there, you also did a New Mutants issue. Yeah, I did a little. It was just like you know, too. It was like an anthology kind of thing. A bunch of artists in that New Mutants thing. Um, they uh, after Spider Punk, it was just you know, like I said, it's like 
it's like you still have to kind of scratch at the door. You know, you still got like, hey, I'm right here. You know, throw me a bone, throw me something. But luckily, Ricky was looking pretty active, and uh, it wasn't long after it finished. He he's like, you know, well, we got this. You know, it ain't much, but it's something. I'm like, you know, I'll take anything. And then um, it wasn't long after that. Uh, they uh, they're like, you know, do you want to? Well, actually, I was talking to Declan Shalvey, and he was like, "There's rumors of they're going to be doing some Star Wars stuff, and uh, your name has been thrown in the mix." He's like, "Don't say nothing, though." I'm like, "Okay, I was there, yeah." And he's like, "But it's probably going to be months away, you know." He's like, "Don't expect it anytime soon." I was like, "Well, you know, all right. So at least I have a time frame." And I swear it was like a couple of days later, my editor was like, hey, man, do you want to do something with Star Wars? And it, I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So it was pretty quick with it. And then as soon as I finished Star Wars, uh, it's just that's just how it is, man. They just kind of randomly pop in and like, hey, do you want to do this? Because <laughs> I think after I'd finished uh, the Star Wars thing, because it, it took a while, because I had to go back and forth with uh, Lucasfilm and like man, just get things approved through them, design wise. It like that took a while just to do. I think I only did eight pages. Like it took me probably about two months. Yeah, because they got like people there that are like specifically in charge of of making sure that yeah. everything lines up with the continuity and the period that uh yeah. like expanded universe thing is set in and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and they were like, you know. Don't get discouraged if they come back and say, we want you to draw, redraw this whole panel or these couple panels. It's like, it's not because you can't draw. It's more of just, it has to be just like absolutely perfect, I guess. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I just want to get the ball rolling. And they're like, okay. Because in, in the script I was doing, it's like there was a new character, that robot, the droid. And uh, they're like, you know. Uh, I was like, who, who's going to design it? Cause, or do you have designs? Because I need to figure this out. I need, to get the, I need to get going here. And they were like, well, we don't have nobody yet, but we'll let you know. And it wasn't long after they they were like, you know, well, you can design them. But, you know, they had to send me literally meant pack, like a, a PDF, a packet of like how to design droids from Lucasfilm, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, like it was like, I guess they sent them to the artist. And uh, so I had to just go through this and just like I said, man, it was just a long back and forth with them trying to figure out this droid. So, but uh, finally, once we got it nailed down, I just got through the pages, and luckily, they never even, I never had to redo nothing. So, you know, because I made sure I had to get my likenesses down, like on Solo. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't want to have to redo this at all. (laughs) Chewbacca. Darth Vader was like the hardest to draw, I think, because just his his structures on his on his mask is just weird at times, but but I mean other than that though, luckily luckily everything went pretty smooth. Just a it just took a while. And then but yeah, like I said, it was not long after that. As soon as I got done, they're like, you know, well we've got some something in the twenty nine nine world. You know, we might be uh we might be throwing to you if you want if you want it. And I was like, Yeah, dude. I didn't know that's all he said, though. He's like, you know, in, in 299. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, there's a lot of 299 characters now. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get Spider-Man. And then luckily, it was right after. They're like, yeah, here it is. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much I can say about it. But, you know, from well, I mean, there is articles on it. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun ride so far. 
Yeah, you know, like the two things that I do know about it from like the solicits and the things that are <laughs> out there is that it's introducing Carnage 2099 and yeah. uh, Blade 2099. Yeah. So like how much, because um, I think we can talk about this without it getting like too much into into details that shouldn't be out there yet. But like, because um, I also don't want to make Marvel mad. No, no, I don't yeah. think so. I mean, well, because, you know, we know the character. Yeah, we know the characters are in this. So, I mean, there's not much, you know, that we couldn't say. I guess. Yeah. I how mean, much? Uh, how much range did you get on designing the 2099 version of them? Like, uh, well, with uh, Carnage, they actually sent me uh, old designs from John Romita Senior. He did for, uh, I think it was Venom 2099 yeah. back in the day. And he was just kind of like a more hunched over. Wait, senior or monster. junior? I'm pretty sure it was senior. Oh, okay. I'm about positive it's senior because, you know, I was like, is this really, like, did he really do these sketches? But, yeah. Um, but uh, he had more of like a hunched over monster. And I think he, I don't know if he ever, he had like a small tail on Venom or something. I can't remember exactly. But, you know, I just kind of went with that and. Uh, I had a first pass at Carnage, and they were like, eh, you know, I, I can't remember what it was about it, but, you know, I pushed it a little bit more, and then we got what has been shown on the uh, the covers, essentially. Uh, with Blade, that was just pretty much just, just, just do what you want to do. You know, I mean, there's no, there's nothing important that we, you know, we, we want to see. It was just like, just throw us something, so... Yeah, it went through a couple passes, but pretty much nailed it on the first take. Really, I mean, uh, I think more it was more of his hair, anything that I was trying that we had trouble with. Um, yeah, but that was pretty fun, you know, doing Blade because, you know, I mean, we we I I leaned more towards the, I guess a samurai look with him because of swords and you know, um. Somebody, I've seen a comment. I can't remember what it was. But somebody made a comment about it and was like, "Is this, is this a black Ronin?" And I'm like, "It literally <laughs> says, man. Like, it literally says. Like, just read the article. Like, people don't want to click the article and just see that this is who it is. But they would just comment on the pictures. I'm like, read the article. It says who it is. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. That's honestly one of my favorite things about Facebook comments. Like, I know people. <laughs> complain about them all the time but i think they're hilarious like uh i don't know if like back in the day you ever watched sons of anarchy but i used to love going on to the facebook page for that show after a new episode would air and like the comments were just full of people who loved the show but didn't know how to spell any of the characters names and oh, like <laughs> my favorite thing that was like they would God. constantly think that characters that clearly got like shot in the head or something like that on a crime drama show we're going to like come back from the dead to get revenge and it's like i don't know if you know what kind of show you're watching <laughs> Ain't the walking dead <laughs> shoot man <clears throat> yeah it, i i never i i don't i haven't watched the show i've heard good things about it but yeah i mean i don't know man it's like people just don't i don't know man they don't pay attention they don't I don't know. It's weird, man. There's some weird people out there. <laughs> it's like even with the Star Wars thing, like I um I remember when episode seven came out. Uh 
I had a friend who we were talking about um uh Ray and like you know who her parents could have possibly been. I was like, I bet yeah. you anything she's a palpatine. <laughs> and they were like, really? No, no way. And I was like, no, it would make sense with the way that Star Wars works. She's definitely a palpatine. Because <laughs> there's there's like all of the different things in Star Wars go in a pattern that echoes yeah. the previous trilogy. Where like it's it does they don't beat you over the head with that as much in the sequel trilogy as they do in the prequels where like every the whole like plot line of the prequel trilogy mirrors the original trilogy down yeah. to the last shots of each of the movies <clears throat> where it's like the end of episode one mirrors the award ceremony at the end of the original star wars the very last shot of episode two of uh, Padme and Anakin staring off into the sunset uh, after they get married in secret on Naboo echoes yeah. uh, Luke and Leia staring out into space. And they've even got the droids standing next to them in each shot. And then <laughs> like episode three and episode six, both end with a montage of like what's going on on all these, the same like handful of planets, basically uh, both as the empire is like, taking over and then as the empire is falling yeah yeah and it's like it's down to the point that like even i think i've read before and they still hint at it sometimes in expanded universe stuff that like that whole thing in episode three i don't know how much of like a star wars person you are by the way so yeah (laughs) i i don't and i i don't get into the lore deep yeah i mean i love star wars yeah but yeah i don't i don't really dig into it as yeah, deep like as some people do. They get they get really close to just saying outright in episode three that Palpatine created Anakin, and that's why Anakin was a virgin birth in the Force, because that whole little like monologue that Palpatine goes on in episode three when he's at the yeah. opera and Anakin's in like the box with him, uh, where he's talking about how he and his master Darth Plagueis had like uh, learned how to use the dark side of the Force to manipulate midichlorians to create life. Yeah. basically the whole thing's just supposed to suggest uh potentially that they did that and it resulted in the virgin birth of anakin on tatooine and that's yeah. why shmi had like a virgin birth and anakin was created so this ain't so i guess it ain't like like it ain't officially what happened but it is like a sinua insinuated what yeah. happened because charles Sewell uh hints at it in one of his darth vader comics right I think it's really it was, cool. Though. I think it was one of the Charles Soule ones. It was either Charles Soule yeah. or Greg Pak. I don't remember who was writing Darth Vader at the time. Wow. That's really interesting. See, I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, I don't dig into it that deep, but that is really cool to, you know, that could be what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> but think about it this way, though, because if that is the case, right? Yeah. If Palpatine is essentially Anakin's dad. Yeah. And then... Luke is Palpatine's grandkid. Leia is Palpatine's grandkid. Then that makes Kylo Ren Palpatine's great grandkid. Yeah. Rey is Palpatine's granddaughter. Rey and Kylo kiss in episode nine. That's the yeah. weird shit. <laughs> 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 they got that whole weird romance Crap. going on, and then you know, <laughs> Crap. man. I don't know, man. That's that's some weird stuff. Yeah. Especially like the whole Luke and Leia kiss thing. It's like a lot of family stuff going on there. 
Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they hadn't decided yet at that point. I think that um, Luke and Leia were definitely sister or yeah, brother and sister. There, yeah. there's a thing that I read like a while back about the whole process of that, where like, um, they kept Darth Vader being Luke's father under wraps up until um, like I, I think there are people that worked on the movie that didn't know how that twist was actually going to work until the movie came out. But then like, um, I think up the, the original version of the script didn't even have that in there. And huh. uh, I think there was someone else uh, was like Luke's sister in the original version of the script. So I think at that point, they, they kind of had like an overarching plot structure, but they were also just kind of like doing things as they went along. Cause there's like a whole other version of, Return of the Jedi that never got made that had like a darker ending too. Oh, really? Yeah. Like huh. there's um I think as the story goes, Lucas originally wanted to end Return of the Jedi with um Han getting like killed on Endor and I think like the whole rebel thing failing there and then Luke turns to the dark side and kills both uh the Emperor and Vader and then the movie just ends with like Luke being like, I'm the Emperor now, or some shit like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, sounds pretty good, though. Yeah. But, you know, you can't sell <laughs> yeah, toys on that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Makes I think sense. that's what happened at the end of the day. You end your movie like that, and it kills your toy cells. So, <laughs> <laughs> shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know a lot of this. Yeah. Um, I think I've had you for about an hour now. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, is there anything else that you want to put out there? Uh, not right off, man. All right. When does, <laughs> uh, when does Spider-Man 2099 hit shelves? It, the first issue hits May 3rd, uh, and it's just a weekly series after that. So just you know, mark the calendar May 3rd, and just a week after, just keep on for five issues. Yeah, you got anything uh, um, coming up after that that you're allowed to talk about yet? No, uh, I've got, I've got something in the works at uh, IDW. I guess I'll say that. But uh, aside from that, nothing at Marvel. So hopefully soon. I mean, I, you know, like after this is done, man, I I want to stay with them. You know, you know, I'm hoping uh, I can. It's a dream, you know. I like, like I wrote you, you know, the other day. It's like I hope to add amazing to my line of Spider-Man I've drawn. So, <clears throat> so maybe one day I'll be able to land on that. I don't know. Man. Uh, I guess we'll see how it goes. There's a lot of artists that I've, and, and writers too, that I've seen start out on miniseries at Marvel. Yeah. And that's kind of like, it kind of seems like that's where they like test you out early on. And then, uh, you know, through some form or another, you get bumped up to uh, yeah. a main series, like if you prove yourself on that. But like, I don't know. I don't like I'm just, uh, you know, just footballing <laughs> here. But at the same well, time, no, no. they're giving you Spider-Man miniseries. Though. I mean, that's big. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm, I've always wondered that because um, I, I mean, I can't keep up with a lot of comics or artists, new artists these days, but like or how artists come up. But I've always wondered, did they start a lot of other artists on like miniseries and then, like you said, maybe bump them up uh, to something? Because it seems like a lot of the, you know, the guys I talk to anyways, 
they mostly just, you know, got thrown an issue here of this and then got thrown an issue here of this, you know. <clears throat> and it's just back and forth kind of thing. Um, you know, like Declan Shelby, he said he uh, – I think he started on, like, Thunderbolts or something, but it was on the ongoing, you know. And that's when he just started. And then he went from there to – I can't remember what – I don't know what he did. I don't know, but it's just like it's like he just kept doing ongoing stuff and filling in, and it's just like I don't know if it's just nowadays they they do more miniseries with new artists or or what. But like you're saying, maybe they are just testing me out. But the fact that they're giving me Spider Man miniseries type, you know, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, you doing D two E two this year? No, no, man. I I've got another one, another baby due and. April fourth or fifth or something, I think. But uh, can't remember the date. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm I'm thinking this year I'm probably gonna take time out. Just yeah. no cons. Just take this year. I would like to do some. If I could do some, I would I would probably try New York again, just because it's just a great con. Especially just you know just seeing a lot of fans and just getting a lot of keep that ball rolling, but. I may not hit none up. Yeah. Definitely next year I'd like to hit C2E2 because I haven't been in a while. Yeah, like this I just uh, I went back in August and I'm uh, going again next month. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was before the pandemic I, was, I went. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I would definitely like to go, you know, because that's, that's always a good show. Always a fun time. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, well, uh, I'll talk to you later, man. All right, man. My rock you, my, my.